Welcome to St. Martin the Fields and welcome to great sacred music. Today we're looking at several pieces from Eleanor Daly's Requiem. Uh, the name Requiem comes from the words of the medieval Roman Catholic, well of course in those days it was the whole church, Mass for the dead, uh, grant them eternal rest, O Lord, and of course uh, it's a very controversial thing to do, to pray for the dead, to pray that they spend very little time in purgatory and spend uh, more time in paradise for Protestants. The notion would be that our judgment is made at the point of our death and it's upstairs or downstairs and there's no arguing. But for Catholics it's all a lot more complicated than that, uh, which has produced an awful lot of wonderful music. So thank you the Catholics. Um, but it's divided really into three kinds, I guess, in the heritage of Requiem music. The, the first kind, Foré, famously, Mozart, famously, more or less follow the pattern of the medieval uh, Mass for the Dead uh, and compose pieces to go with each of the pieces like, like the Creed at the moment when the coffin is carried out and so on. Then you've got the 19th century transfer into a concert format, Berlioz, Verdi, uh, a bit later on, Dvorak. Uh, this is where Requiem migrates from a worship setting into a concert hall uh, setting. And then you've got increasingly, probably since the First World War, more a tendency towards what you could call a secular requiem, which sounds a bit ridiculous, but some of the uh, war requiems that have been written, um, Delius, for example, uh, and even a, a requiem that's been written in the aftermath of the Arab Spring, uh, these are ones that don't follow the traditional Catholic pattern uh, at all. Well, more to, to discover about Eleanor Daly in a few moments, but it's our tradition at Great Sacred Music we begin and end with a hymn, so we try to find the two most miserable hymns uh, that we could find for today. So we're going to start by singing Be Still My Soul, which you can find on the inside of uh, your handout, written in 1752 by Katharina Schlegel. If anyone tells you they know who Katharina Schlegel was, they're probably making it up, because nobody knows really who she was. But the crucial person was Jane Borthwick, uh, the daughter of a Free Church of Scotland minister who translated this hymn in 1855 among her 69 translations in a book co-authored with her equally prolific sister, Hymns from the Land of Luther. Why was it called Hymns from the Land of Luther? Well, if you think about 1855, Germany was just being formed by Prussian expansionist ideas. It was moving from the whole old Holy Roman Empire uh, into uh, into what to modern Germany, so no one really knew what to call that part of Europe at the time. So the land of Luther was a pretty good name. Uh, Jane Borthwick also lived in Switzerland and wrote a similarly popular book called Alpine Lyrics, and so 1875. And like many women of her generation, we think of people like Mrs. C. F. Alexander. She was a woman of many good works. Among the most curious was the Moravian mission in Labrador, which was quite a big deal in those days. Uh, this hymn had a tune written specially for, for it, called St. Helen, 
But of course it made the big time and we're singing it today because it got attached to the tune Finlandia by a Presbyterian publication in the United States in the 1930s. Finlandia, as you may know, was written by Jean Sibelius amid the Finnish struggle for independence from Russia in 1899, which suddenly feels very, very relevant. So we remain seated and the voices stand and lead us on the inside of your ship, your handout sheets. You can find four verses of Be Still My Soul.
Who is Eleanor Daly, I hear you asking? Well, she was born in Ontario, like me, and has lived most of her life in Toronto. And as you'll have realised by now, this is an a cappella uh, requiem, and it's got really quite an eclectic mix of texts, some Latin, obviously the requiem itself, uh, a Russian text we'll come to in a moment, uh, with excerpts from scripture, of course, and more contemporary popular piety, which, piety, which we'll come to in a moment. So we're now going to hear three pieces. First is a setting of Psalm 130, uh, often known as the De Profundis, the Psalm of Lament. Then the second piece is a kind of blend of Revelation 21 and the new heavens and the new earth and John 11 from the story of Lazarus, uh, two classic requiem texts. And then third, we have a poem known as In Remembrance, popularly known as Do Not Stand at My Grave and Weep. Um, this, uh, this is a curious piece which is still very popular today. I am a thousand winds that blow, as many people may have heard read at funerals and so on. Mary Elizabeth Clark was born in 1905 and orphaned at the age of three. In 1927 she married Claude Fry, wrote a famous poem five years later in 1932, spent most of her life in Baltimore, Maryland, and died only in 2004. I think the best thing you can say uh, about this, this third piece that we're going to hear, which is the most famous uh, part of Eleanor Daly's Requiem is that the theology is truly terrible. Um, you know, I, I, I have not died. Well, of course I've died. I mean, it, it's just just not true. Almost all, I am not a thousand winds that blow. It is just in defiance of the facts. But the music redeems it. So it's still worth enjoying.
Well, I hope you enjoyed those because we've got a couple more uh, pieces from Eleanor Daly's Requiem now. Uh, it's the, the first one is the repetition of the classic text from the Mass of the Dead that I referred to uh, at the beginning and we heard in the first piece at the very beginning today. Um, also, like that one, interwoven with a poem by Carolyn Stewart, the English-born Canadian poet, with a very evocative phrase. Any of you who have been bereaved will uh, uh, identify, I'm sure, with this line from Carolyn Smart's poem, The Stillness is a Room I've Moved Into. And then um, we have another classic text from the Mass of the Dead, uh, interwoven with the great uh, Russian benediction made famous by John Henry Newman in Dream of Gerontius. You may be familiar with it. Go forth upon thy journey uh, from, from this world, O child of God.
Okay, we, we're now going to sing again together, and uh, we're going to sing it as well with my soul, which is a very appropriate piece for, uh, for a requiem, because Horatio Spafford was a, a lawyer from Chicago, went to New York to wave off his wife and daughters uh, on a boat to England. Three days later, he received a telegram from his wife with the words, saved alone. He'd lost all his daughters in uh, the sinking of the ship on which they sailed. He went straight to New York to uh, board the next ship, and when his ship passed the spot where the previous ship had sunk, he wrote this remarkable hymn. We're going to remain seated as the voices stand and lead, lead, uh, lead us as we sing. It is well with my soul.
almost the end of Great Sacred Music for uh, this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed yourself, there's an opportunity to make a donation in the retiring collection as you leave. Do look out on the sheet for future uh, choral classics on Sundays and Great Sacred Music on Thursdays. Uh, a special welcome to those joining us online. I forgot to say that at the beginning. Uh, we're going to finish with uh, perhaps the most significant text in the Requiem uh, from the Song of Songs, chapter 8, Set Me as a Seal, which is in this case interwoven with John chapter 15. Um, you could say that you could sum up the whole of the Requiem in just a few words from this piece, Love is Strong as Death. Thanks for joining us.